Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 5, Episode 2. Chapter 78, The Preppy Murders. Betty and Jughead's investigation into the auteur takes a twisted turn after receiving a call from Brett. Archie is forced to make an impossible decision when the person responsible for his father's death needs his help. I'm a TV genius. I'm a TV genius. You are. And also... They fulfilled your TV genius in the dumbest way possible. We're just going to say that Archie's storyline, while overwrought, (laughs) I think is a fair, totally fair word, is moving us towards the conclusion that makes complete sense and is earned. The writing makes my eyes roll, but the story makes me happy. And it got me some unearned Luke Perry tears. Those are Luke Perry tears, not Fred Andrew tears. Those are Luke Perry tears. They're both. Fred Andrews was the best. They are Luke Perry tears because they're unearned. The first episode back, the tribute, those were Fred Andrew tears. Those were Fred Andrew tears. Today, they were Luke Perry tears. They were unearned. Anyway, Veronica and Buckhead. Veronica and the Buckheads. A lot of people are bitching about the reason that Cammie's story is so shitty is because Cammie is POC. That very well could be a reason. I'm not going to say that it's not a factor in why Cammie's written so poorly. One of the reasons Cammie's written so poorly is that they tied her story to her father, which is canonical. Yeah. But they did it so poorly and they have not been able to remove her from this in a way that made sense or made it funny or entertaining. Veronica has constantly been written into corners that they are unable to back themselves out of. So it's frustrating. So Cammie as an actress, is stuck. She she is stuck because her character is it sucks. It just does. It fucking sucks. And there's been good things for Veronica. There have been good things for her. But then it always goes back to this bullshit with Hiram. So I'm kind of glad that we've got this new flavor with Hermosa, which I don't trust that bitch. And then Bughead, which... Ugh. Boring! I, they shot... They, they shot their load too early. We'll talk what about- load, though? I mean... Revealing Jellybean, fine. The reasoning should have been a better scene for the actress. That, sh- that should have been her scene where she gave this big impassioned thing. Because she's never had a real scene. This should have been her one and done because she's never getting another one. They're going to ship her off. Yeah. So this should have been her one and done scene where she gets to really pour her out, heart out about why she did what she did. Nah. No. I would have been fine with Jughead talking about the mechanics and how they did things because that all makes sense for how Jughead does things, especially with him playing the narrator role, which let's call to the audience. He's not narrating. We have not had narration. No. He's not writing. So why would he be narrating anything? Not right now. It's important. It's just an important thing to bring people's attention to. Especially when we jump ahead. Is he narrating anything? So there's that. But what I don't think they should have revealed, and we can talk about this more later, is I don't think they should have revealed Charles to the characters, to the audience. Sure. Let us know. We already know he's a bad dude. And it looks like he was never bugging Jughead. He was really only bugging Betty because of the serial killer gene thing. So we already knew he was bad. I would have liked for the audience to have gotten the confirmation. He's the one who killed the the preppies. And we just tied it up in this bow with David. And they think this is all cleaned up. 
Everyone's going to go off. Betty still feels uneasy about it. And this is going to be her, her unsolved case. The thing that just isn't quite right as she moves forward in her life. But we as an audience know it's Charles. It's fucking Charles. Your goddamn brother is a serial killer. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Because that builds suspense. Because then we have this unsolved thing that we as an audience knows that pulls us into that future. Because right now, we ain't got that. We ain't got shit. Charles is in jail. Who gives a fuck? Well, my problem, though, is that the entire episode and the entire time here, they've telegraphed Charles so hardcore that who cares? Like, for me, I'm watching them going, either you two are the dumbest detectives on the face of the planet, and you're not. Bughead is not. They're not. Or... Your writers did a shitty job of setting this all up. They did a shitty job. But they did a shitty job by deciding to reveal this now. They shouldn't know about Chick still. They should not know about Chick. That should be the piece that they do not understand. Jughead should be so excited about going to Iowa. Dash freaked out about his sister and we know they're going to go away because we know what's going to happen in the next episode that he just is like, I'm just, I am willing, which is uncharacteristic for him, but I'm willing to close the book on this, which also is a great reason like, oh, we're going to break up. So I have no fucking reason to stay here anymore. Let me leave. If I say this mystery is solved, I get to leave. All that story proves to me at this point is that these writers don't fucking know what to do with any of these characters. And I don't trust them. I don't trust them to play a longer, to to hold on to something and let it pay off later. I think all they care about is a hard reset and jump in seven years later to something new. I think they decided that's what they were going to do. And I, we're, we're just, we're stuck in this, this, like, I don't even know how to explain it. We're idling. We're idling in these three episodes because we know what we're about to get. And we just have to rush through all this bullshit. We have to rush through prom. We have to rush through this mystery that we were building to for a while that we had a fabulous, fabulous cliffhanger with, with the end of season four. I know that wasn't the planned finale, but don't fucking tell me that this was what was planned because you know it fucking wasn't. They changed something. Yeah, I cannot believe for a second, especially after what we got at the end of season three, that this is what they did. (laughs) <laughs> I think they rushed something through because they're like, no, 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 we just, we just, we got to, we, no, we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to cash in all our chips so we can go forward. No. So we're just idling. Being, just let us get to the future. Damn it. Yeah. No. That's what we're doing. That's what we're spending all this time doing. And, and it's ruining it. It's ruining everything. And I can see it on these actors fucking faces. Like someone said it in a comment thread. Like, Cole Sprouse is the worst actor. And for the first time, I'm like, yep, right now he is. That dude don't want to be here. This dude is fucking sick of high school. He's done. He got told I get to be an adult now. That dude is 28 years old. He is ready to play someone closer to his age. He's about to get to play a 25-year-old. Get me the fuck out of high school. That's what's on that guy's face the entire time he's acting. That's the show, though. That's the story of the show. This is what you're getting paid for. I, I'm I <laughs> this show's not good. This show's never been that good. None of this shocks me in any form or fashion. But there's so much here that is good. I know. And the thing is, these actors are good. Cole Sprouse is a good actor. He's not being a good actor right now. 
And I don't, part of the reason why we do this show is because there's so much here that is good and is entertaining. And we would not spend this much time on it if there wasn't something here that we absolutely adore and love. I agree. But this episode is one of those that is like, you blew it. Fuck you. You fumbled this so fucking hard. <laughs> and I'm watching this going, no, you you could have done it. You could have done it. Please hire me. Like, come on. Let, could you like hire me? Let's talk through all your story beats and like, let's fix it because this is some bullshit. Don't hire me. I would have quit on you so fast. No, I will tell you to your face that you fucking suck. <laughs> I, I would have just walked I out of the room. I don't give a shit. At this point. I don't give a shit about your actors. I don't care what your goddamn name is. I will tell you if you suck. Like, I don't give a shit. Y'all heard me after the, the bear mauling. I was so done. I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, well, you did that. You did that. This is great. Well, we've we've pontificated. Is it time to recap the recap? I needed to purge those emotions. <laughs> I really, I really did. Those are big, important thoughts. Those are big, important thoughts. I guess it's time to recap that recap before we get into the nitty gritty. Charles arrives in town. He's got the serial killer gene. Jughead stayed alive in prep school. If Archie has issues, Archie confronted the kid who killed his dad. David's under suspicion. Smile. God is watching, including the Black Hood. In quotations. So we open this episode with Archie is punched in that bag in his room. He's flashing back to the Black Hood. He's flashing back to the videotape. Mary walks in. She's like, "It's the middle of the night," and you know, he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, Mom." She's like, "Okay, I'll get you some chamomile tea." Gross. Because that's how she says it. Archie says, no, I'm going to go for a ride. We go over to the Not Cooper house. Betty gets woken up to a phone call from Brett. Hey, Ponytail, I got info for you and Slughead. Like, I just, I love this Ponytail (laughs) and Slughead. It's just the best. But he needs a favor. He needs to be put into solitary confinement immediately because he's got some privilege information that you're going to want to need. And Betty's just like, okay, I'll call Veronica when visiting hours start. How convenient to the story that he does not reveal the information now. He's not stupid. Why would he? I mean, that's just, that's like privilege information 101. You don't give it until you get what you need. Yeah, fair. That's just, that's just smart. But Betty's also, I like that Betty took this seriously because Brett would not call her unless he had something good. Especially not at three in the damn morning. No. So later that evening, Archie's going for his run and he's at, Fred's grave and he's just yelling at it. It doesn't make sense. Uh, You love this town. You tried to make it better. And even with you being dead, they find ways to insult you and to degrade you. And it's not right, dad. Like he's he's working through some feelings. As somebody who likes to write words, I love KJ's acting here. KJ's acting throughout this entire episode is like a new gear. I was just going to say he found a new gear. KJ Appa is an actor who I will say has slowly progressed as an actor this entire series. However, stop making him say so many words. <laughs> Don't give him round O's to say. Well, that too. But like this whole speech, I wanted just more emotion and less words. Because if he's that upset, he wouldn't be that coherent. Uh, I don't know. He feels very grounded and realistic in his sure. acting. And then they keep giving him all these big speeches to say. And I'm like, could you just let him emote, people? (laughs) He's really good at it. But he does emote with all his physicality. Like, he's very punchy-punchy. That's him emoting. I know. So it's, I'm fine with it. I'm just very excited for the day KJ gets something that is incredibly well-written, and he just gets to bite into it. Well, there you go, man, on the show. Nope. 
So the next morning, as we cover the prison, Betty and Jug have arrived to see their friend, and they're like, uh, he's not here. Where'd he go? Uh, he died in his cell. In well. Multiple wounds. Stab wounds. That and was fast. And they're like, that escalated quickly. <laughs> we got on over to the doghouse. Hey! And Cheryl is berating Miss Bell because she wanted a crimson robe. Okay, again. Cheryl's the worst, but this is very Cheryl. There's a lovely callback to the graduation dream where everyone's wearing their blue robes, but Cheryl's wearing a red one. So, like, this is foreshadowed. Duh, though. I mean, no, it's just Cheryl's a fucking cunt. Like, there's just, she's a cunt. Okay, she's a fucking cunt. Veronica is just very, like, hello, Archie Kids, lover boy. And then she's like, play along. <laughs> and just, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too much. Yes, it is. Betty and Jughead are obnoxious and say, well, you know, we're in the middle of a murder investigation and we still found time to try on our robes and Archie is not having it. He is fucking pissed and is just like, yeah, I don't really want to do this because I don't even know if I can graduate. I'm like, well, they might still let you walk. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> oh, man. And, he's so good. Yeah. And and this is what everybody's like, is everything okay, Archie? Nothing's okay, Betty. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? <laughs> And Veronica pulls him out. It's like, I think you just need some water. You need to calm down. Pulls him outside. Pulls him into the hallway. And she's like, hey, I'm trying to keep our last week of high school from imploding. And Archie's like, I don't care. And like Veronica goes through like, well, we don't want to tell these people. And then, and Archie's just like, I don't care. I'm leaving. Archie. And he just runs away. He just leaves. He is not here for the bullshit. He's done. I, I will say this. If this was the only thing going on in Archie's life right sure. now, then Archie would play along. That's who Archie is. Sure. Archie's like, I'm not going to hurt anyone else. He doesn't want to hurt anybody else, but it's not. And it's not even the most important thing going on in his life. All of the trauma is completely resurfacing. Sure. And he has no idea what to do with it. He doesn't know what to do with it. He's super upset. And then he has this other crap. And it's like, none of this is important. I don't care. Which is true. Which is true. And I really appreciate all that because that's realistic. Yes. Like in the big scheme of things, walking across a stage means nothing. Pretending that you and I are still together means nothing. Compared to the bullshit I have to deal with right now. Exactly. Yeah. It means nothing. Mm-hmm. Then we swing over to Cheryl's locker and Tony walks up to her and apologizes. Oh, my God. Leaving her at prom. <laughs> this is the biggest load of shit. <sighs> Cheryl's all understanding. Cheryl's going to deal with her family. Tony's going to continue to work on Nana. And it's literally like they completely make up, but like they still kind of broke up. Like this is the stupidest conversation and the dumbest scene. Like there should be no contact between these two people. There just shouldn't be. After that prom, they should not speak at all. <laughs> But no, but this scene makes no sense. None. <sighs> Tony should not be apologizing for anything. For, well, yes, absolutely. That that's where I just got. I, I threw my hands up in the air. I'm like, what like, the fuck are we doing? Tony, you doormat. <sighs> also, books to hide baby book. Thank you. <laughs> it's so hard for me because we we call out the characters, and I'm like, I don't want to call out the characters because then I feel like I'm calling out the actors. 
And the actors are dealing with bullshit. This is not their fault. Like, I can't. It makes me feel bad. Like, like, to call out the characters because I'm like, this is not your fault, though. There's literally a sign in Cheryl's locker that says, literally, no one cares. And I'm like, correct. Nobody cares about your characters anymore because they fucking suck. If, if the first scene that we see them together is Cheryl saying, I would like a weekend getaway, and Tony is reluctant but agrees. No, no. Ugh. No, that is not acceptable. They are, no. Cheryl is manipulative. All she does is use her money and her body to manipulate Tony into doing whatever she needs or wants at that moment from Tony. That's wishful thinking. I just want, I want Cheryl to be a a good character. I do. I want Tony to stand up to Cheryl. The one time we saw, really saw it was like, you have to admit that your family was awful to my family. Jesus, that was barely standing up for anything, too. She really wasn't. And like, I get that Tony's family is being unreasonable, but at the same time, like, your family fucking is horrible. But also, hey, you're horrible to me. There can be no relationship until you have some serious therapy. Well, we're about to get even deeper with that bullshit, so... <sighs> no, no, this is why you stay far the fuck away from her. But first... Dr. Curdle Jr. Yeah, so he still exists. Um, I hope we, I, okay, uh, I'm going to say this. I hope in the future we get Dr. Curdle the third. Dr. Curdle Jr. Jr.? Yes, Jr. Jr. <laughs> the third. I need that just as a joke. Please do it because if you don't, I'll be mad. I'll be mad. It would be fun. So Brett's body's there and his eyes were gouged out. So gross. I love that he's like, it's a curious case. Nah, uh. Yeah. If you show up, Curdle Jr., it's never, it's never fucking normal. Yeah. Then we go over to the El Royale gem and Hiram jumps Archie. We knew this was going to happen. Which we saw in the trailer. Like, you knew it was going to happen. Hiram is just a hothead. This makes sense to Hiram's character. It makes sense. And he told Archie, you ever break my daughter's heart, I'm coming after you. Yeah, but he says the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And on that one, Archie just runs after him. Tom comes and pulls Archie off of Hiram, and Archie throws him out and says, get out of here. Which, that's the one that kind of surprises Hiram. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't work out here anymore. There are consequences to my actions. Hiram can't work out anywhere else. Yeah. Because if anyone else sees him slip or have a grip problem, they're going to be calling the doctors and call his family. Archie's kept a secret for him. You just fucked that up, dude. Especially going after his father. Yeah, you well, you made a comment about his dad and was just like, mm-mm, don't do that. <sighs> then we cut over to Pops and Veronica is serving Hermosa, which I love that she's there. Mm-hmm. Which I was wondering where she was where she was. I was hoping that she wasn't gone forever. Which, of course, her coming back only spells trouble. Of course. She asked you, are you having a problem with your gingerito? I love it. New favorite nickname. <laughs> I miss keeping track of all the nicknames for Archie. So so far in the last episode, we've gotten the Red Hope and Gingerito. And Veronica is not here for it. I was like, I have to take out the trash. And unfortunately, that doesn't include you. <laughs> You're lucky that doesn't You're include You're lucky that doesn't include you. Ah, uh, they're so much fun together. Yeah, bitchy sisters. We should have had more of this this season. Uh-huh. She goes out back and some dudes show up with guns. She's like, it's the Malloy's. Good. We don't have to introduce ourselves. She starts begging for her life. Hermosa comes out and shoots them. She's like, oh my goodness. It's okay. It's registered and I have a license. It was self-defense, Hermanita. And Hermosa just kind of goes, so were these your enemies or your friends? She's like, they were daddies. 
The worst. They were daddies. Number one, this is a problem. This is a problem. And the setup that they bring out through the rest of the show is very not unreasonable. Correct. Because his bullshit is putting Veronica's life in danger. Mm. Number two, Hermosa set this shit up. Well, I was about to say, I was like, Hiram is handling his shit. It's not really affecting Veronica. It's only affecting Veronica when Veronica's business is affecting Hiram's business. The Malloys have been working for Hiram is my my feeling. This, the Malloys showed up at Hermosa's. Or like, they're not really the Malloys. Sure. But regardless, the premise that the Malloys would show up and come after Veronica mm-hmm. is not unreasonable based no. on Hiram's activities. Sure. So it's a neat twist. They actually do a pretty good job with that. Yeah. Premise-wise, writing-wise, fuck it. Riverdale. Yes. Hermos is here to cause trouble. Uh-huh. You think? She's here to take the company. Well, yeah, because she my- poisoned her dad. Well, so I, we still never found out what is wrong with Hiram. Like, no actual diagnosis. I have been saying forever that he's being poisoned. It seems like now it's probably Hermosa, which makes total sense to me. Hermosa is going to take the company. I think, and this is my new prediction, knowing what we know about the future of Veronica, Veronica's not going to have money no more. She's going to marry the first rich dude, daddy, that she can. <laughs> She's gonna she's just she's gonna repeat some history there. That makes the most sense to me. Like she may she may have loved him at a moment, but mostly he's got money, so he fits the bill. Yeah. Yep. That's what I think is gonna happen. Right, we go over to the Nut Cooper house and we get a lot of exposition <laughs> with Charles and Jughead and and Betty. They're asking like all the questions, like, oh, okay, Brett knew David, and of course that's how he got killed. And blah, 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 blah. Like, it's like, how do we connect these dots? The dialogue for them is such garbage. Mm-hmm. The whole episode. It's all this. Yeah. That's all it fucking is. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. Gives me a headache because I know these two are better than that. Yeah. I know Lily and Cole are better than that. Oh, both of them are totally phoning it in. Because they've been slapped in the face with this bullshit story. <sighs> there's that. And then there's there's the no denying the uh it's awkward the the personal nature it's awkward look i'm just gonna assume that they're professionals just don't shit where you eat that's just this is this don't shit where you eat so they just they're (sighs) yeah they're gonna go talk to david some more basically is what it's gonna be yes that's what the whole conversation amounts to we go over to thistle house and cheryl has zoom called all of the remaining blossom members which i found this to be quite funny (laughs) <laughs> like this conceit is pretty funny to me if if cheryl wasn't the worst i would enjoy this whole thing a lot more mm-hmm. but <laughs> as it stands so i will say this so i had talked previously about like the only way cheryl can move forward is if she completely denounces her family rebrands whatever so here it is she's she's realizing i have to get away from this name so she like she she sees the writing on the wall. So this is good. There's some a tiniest bit of awareness has, sh- has shown up. So her plan, she's talked to Governor Dooley, pending a sign off from the family. He's going to purchase a parcel of their land to be declared sanctuary grounds for the wronged Uktana people. And then we would take that money from the sale and rebuild and reopen the factory and rebrand Blossom Maple Syrup once and for all. 
Okay. That's not a bad plan. It's it's a start. It's a place to start. I mean, Cheryl has a long fucking way to go, but at least she's thinking forward. I mean, she herself did not have any hand in her family's history, but she, as a person who will inherit this family's history, can do something to heal some of it. That's how it works. That's how it should work. That's that's how it always works, man. Like, don't double down on your ancestors' past sins. Acknowledge them so that you can help heal them. The lack of acknowledgement is what makes it worse. However. However, <laughs> these people are the fucking worst. Yes. They're just like, uh, fuck off. Who's going to run this rebranded business? Joe's like, uh, me, duh. No, you can't have that. Why? Consider it payback um, because you killed our beloved Bedford. By the way, one of the ants is on mute, continuing to just rant. And I'm sure it's horribly racist. Yeah, she says something bad about the Utana. And so then she instantly gets muted, <laughs> which I appreciate. <laughs> oh, you racist bitch. Fuck off. I'm not talking to you anymore. God damn. So then Cheryl like instantly like just shuts her computer. She's like, nope, I'm not talking to people anymore. You're the worst. Frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah. So then we cut over to the Pembroke. Mom, we want to talk about daddy. <laughs> daddy, I have a problem. He's a mafioso. <laughs> it's so bad. And like, Hermione's just like, I don't want to talk about this. No comment. Your father's an idiot. That's it. Like, <laughs> it's really all it is. But then they're like, hey, we want to get rid of him. And Hermione's like, I'm in. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. This switch on a dime was so refreshing. Uh, well, I was just like, oh, this is better, but this is so overdue. Oh, my God. So, so the, the whole thing is like, you have to give us your shares, but also all of his mob contacts. Like, we're throwing him under the bus. Like, we're done. We're going to make it bad, which is great. I'm here for this. Yep. Then we go over to the murder cabin, and there's David, and he's hanging from the rafters with the owl mask. Again, it's so painfully obvious, the way they've written this, that Charles is responsible. For me, it is. Here's the thing. This came too early in the episode. Like, for me, the fact that Brett gets killed, immediately I'm like, yeah, it's Charles. Well, yeah, we we're about audience, we're about to break this all down. We as the audience can know that, but they don't. They don't know about Chick. I know it. It's just all the then everything that Bughead says throughout mm -hmm. the rest of the episode is so clearly pointing at Charles that I'm like, are y'all that dumb? Yeah, they telegraphed it, but you know how many people knew about Jellybean? Very few. That's fair. They did do that well. Jellybean was done not perfectly, but pretty well. And I will talk to y'all about how I figured that one out. <laughs> I will explain that when we get there. Again, this was telegraphed too much. I feel like David's death should have come much later to help solidify like, oh, I, that should have come after we found out about Jellybean. Because, well, of course she, you know, because we think he's the auteur. Whatever. Anyways, so he committed suicide. But Betty's just like, this feels too neat. Like, I, this just feels bad. And we get this one shot of Charles just kind of giving Betty the side, which that's what that's the shot they should not have given us because that's too obvious. I just uh, the whole thing's that's like annoying as hell. that's that's just too much. You're you're telling us too much. Yeah, no, 
And it's and it's unnecessary. They don't care though. Go over to the Andrews house and Mary needs to talk to Archie. She got a call from the judge and they've been asked to speak on George Augustine's behalf. I fucking called this one. TV genius. It's time for sentencing. He's not contesting his role in the accident, but he might get a lesser sentence if we publicly forgive him. Archie's furious. He's just like, I still have nightmares about how dad died. And Mary's like, I know it's a lot to ask. You could just write a letter and send it. Like, so you don't have to see him again. Which is totally fair. She's not pressuring him, but she's saying, this is a thing and I want you to think about it. Because here's the other thing. Part of forgiveness, here's a really great therapy thing that I have learned. Forgiveness is something you do for yourself, not for the other person. Yeah. It's for you so that you yourself can move on. It is not for them. It does not excuse someone else's behavior or what someone else has done. It is so you yourself can have that piece of closure for yourself. And also, Mary does not know just how traumatized he is by this. She has no clue what's been happening this entire time. She wasn't there when the Black Hood happened. No, she doesn't know any about this. And that's and that's not any and that, blame. That, but... comes, that comes to head later. But her whole thing is, this is something you need to know about. It's been asked of you. You need to think about it and make a choice. Yeah. That's it. That's all she's said to him. She's a good mom. She's she's being a good parent. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We go over to the Pembroke and Hiram is pissed. You think you're shutting me down? I'm gonna retire. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. All I need to do business are my fists and a gun. <sighs> are you both insane? <laughs> like you're like, and they're just like, you, you need to retire for our safety and yours. And Armosa's just like, Papi, your reign is done. Goddamn. Like, she's great. And again, we still don't know what's wrong with him. So, like, he's just like, I'm getting better. And even Veronica's like, that's not how medical science works. I'm getting better by beating people up. <laughs> by nearly killing people. That's that's how I get better, right? It's not how medical science works. No. We go back to the Not Cooper house and Jughead gets into Isla. FP's so proud of his boy. <gasps> He's so cute. It's just, it's so cute. It's just sweet. My boy, hot damn, my boy's going to college. Oh. So everyone's happy. They're going to go to Pops and they're going to celebrate and Jelly Bean's face is sad. And if you didn't know it by now, you have not been paying attention. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well. So we go over to the Maple Club because that's still a thing. <laughs> And Penelope Blossom is there because she still exists. Well, yeah, she's been hiding in the Blossom house. We knew this. I know, but like I had just completely, like I had honestly completely (laughs) forgotten because, you know, she lives in the walls. Yeah, that that Mumsy's in her crypt in the walls. Yeah. Literally, she lives in the walls. Uh This is not some made up sentence. This is an actual thing. However, this is maybe one of the best reasons to have Penelope Blossom still around. This is a great use of her character existing. Uh I'm not mad about this. No. (laughs) Is it absurd? Yes. Is this what I expect from the Blossom family? Also, yes. (laughs) So Cheryl's complaining about the family and I love Penelope's responses. They've always been hateful bitches. (laughs) And so Cheryl's like, I don't know what to do. And Penelope tells her, you know, um, make yourself scarce. Go away, but have an alibi. So don't go alone. And so just like, oh, no, Mumsy's going to do something bad. And then 
Then cut to Thistlewood with Tony. I thought you couldn't be around each other. Like now it's just like we've had a somewhat strained since prom night interrupted. So let's take a mini vacation from both our families. Let's get a let's get this weekend started. Oh my god. Like, they used them the for fuck? a plot point. Yeah, absolutely. That's all they did. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> Tony, you're an idiot. <laughs> Tony, you're a fucking idiot. I get Cheryl has no other friends, so who else is she gonna call? But at the same time, this is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Yes, it is. No, it's not acceptable. I don't I don't accept this. In another alternate universe, you could have some type of conflict here where this is a good moment. No. But so much had to be done before this. Nope. No, nope, nope, nope. So Archie starts a letter and then he starts having flashbacks with the black hood and Every time I just go and trauma. And trauma. <laughs> and then he throws away the letter because he's angry. Yeah. And then we cut on over to the Nat Cooper house and Betty and Jughead are asleep. And she gets another call in the middle of the night. Only this time it's Donna. Donna sweet, Donna everybody. Donna sweet. I fucking love her. <laughs> so glad that bitch is back. And she's like, someone's coming for us. They're killing us. First Brett and now Joan is dead. And I know I think someone's trying to get me. And Betty is, she's like, whatever, bitch. Don't ever call me again. She's not here for it. Because Donna has... Donna's the worst. She she has cried wolf many, many times. Absolutely. She specifically went after Betty psychologically. Great. Like, Betty ain't got no time for Donna. On the other hand... On the other hand, the next day, Betty decides to follow up on this just because she's going to be a good FBI agent. She's it's, got, it's, it's Betty. It's Betty. She's, she's got an itch. She got a scratch. Yeah. She calls asking for Joan, and they're like, um, Joan's not here. It's like, oh, I'm looking for it. Well, she's dead. <laughs> okay. Who's answering this phone call? Dum-dums. Dum-dums <laughs> answer these phones. And it finds out that Joan was hit on the head with a rock. Uh-huh. The exact thing that she did to Jughead. Poetic justice. <laughs> I love Betty's reaction after. Okay, Donna may not have been lying. <laughs> to which Jughead goes, now we have a preppy murderer on the loose. Apparently. Hope Donna's safe. Some, hope Donna's somewhere safe. <laughs> like, even then, Betty's like, still don't fucking care about that bitch. It's like, I don't want to help her, but like. I hope eh. she doesn't get murdered, but. Like, <laughs> maybe it'll be quick. <sighs> I'm a benevolent psychopath. We cut over to the Pembroke and Veronica's bedroom and Hermosa's talking to Veronica about what they need to do. And they're going to set up Hiram about, you know, okay, like, you know, we need to cut him off. And, you know, the last time he got into a fight, you helped him. So you can't help him again. Like, you've got to cut him off from that type of sympathy, essentially. And this is not a bad play. It really isn't. You know, it's. It's cutting people off from what they want. Hermosa's doing this great villain turn of giving Veronica real advice. And then the stakes go in a way deeper direction. Well, but here's the thing is Veronica means more to Hiram than Hermosa. Of course. We all know that. Yes. So Hermosa can't do what Veronica can. So she's having Veronica do her bidding. Oh, yeah. But Veronica. Veronica just has traded one mob boss for another. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's literally all that's happened. Oh, uh, good times. 
Uh, we cut on over to the El Royale and Archie's doing paperwork. Like, you know, the adult that he's become. <laughs> <laughs> he is at this point. I guess. And George Augustine shows up. Who? Yeah. And Archie's like, I haven't written the letter yet. And George explains, my son turned himself in. So the the procedural's changed. They're going to try him as an adult. This is highly accelerated storytelling because, like, you'd have to shut down one trial sure. and start a new one. And Archie wouldn't even be in Riverdale at that point. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it for storytelling. <laughs> and so the dad says, like, you know, they're going to try him as an adult. So if you could write a letter for him, you were talking months instead of years. Oh, brother. And so Archie's super upset. And just as to start yelling at George, is just like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, he knows it was an accident. He's like, yeah, what happened was an accident. But my dad raised me good, blah, blah, blah. What happened to my dad was an accident. But what your son did after wasn't. And so, oh, it hurts. (laughs) One thing I would never have done was drive away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then George just saying, like, he was so scared. What do you think my dad was? Yeah, uh, uh, it's hard. This, oh. this, this, is so, this was so well done. And KJ's so good. He's so good because he's just not, he's not overselling it. He doesn't sound like a whiny kid. Oh, it's just, it's really well done. He, he's not even like yelling. He's not shouting. He is full of rage that he does not know how to comprehend. Well, he doesn't know where to direct it either. No. And he's not mad at George Augustine, but he's like... Well, the the problem is he sees George as doing exactly what his dad would do. This is a dad trying to protect his son, which is exactly what his dad would do. So yeah. it's just like, this. it just, just sucks. But also, I'm not in a place to be able to do this for you, my I good dude. I am not dude. equipped to handle this emotionally! Yep. That is also the subtitle of this show. As we will find out later. Uh, we go over to the Not Cooper house, and guess what? There's a new tape. Whoa. Betty and Jughead are actually on their way out the door, and it's like, there's a new tape. Huh. So I guess David <laughs> wasn't the auteur. Put the tape in, and this time, the tape is going through the house, and Jughead's like, well, he finally did it. He got through the house. That's creepy. Yeah, and so the auteur... Films Buddy and Jughead in bed and then goes into Jelly Bean's room and, you know, drags a knife across her face. And they're leaving. They're just like, all right, everybody pack up. We're going to the five seasons. <laughs> I, I love that FP and Alice aren't like, even like shrieking terrified. They're just like, everybody nope. out. Let's go. Nope. This is not cool. <laughs> They've dealt with so much bullshit. They just know. Mm-mm, get out of the house. Get out of the house. We're done. We're at the speakeasy. Veronica gets a phone call. And she's like, all right, here we go. She's like, okay. And it's her dad. And we cut over to the Pembroke and Hiram is all beat up. He's sitting on his couch. And he's like, okay, uh, go get the first aid kit like you did last time. And she's just like, nope, I'm not going to do that. You're like a dog. When a dog needs to be trained, he soils the carpet. What do you do? You rub his nose in it. And he's just like confused. Like, what the fuck are you doing talking to me like this? Like, he is furious at her this was amazing and she's like how many times is this gonna happen how many times are you gonna be attacked and beaten by younger stronger men and what's the point of battling a disease if you're just gonna get yourself killed on the street like some mangy dog be smarter than that go out on top exit gracefully and with dignity better that than die on the street blood flowing into the gutter think about that like and then she leaves and she calls him 
Perrito. Perrito, little dog. Oh my god! She's just like, whoa! Oh, like, damn! Again, way overdue. And oh, sure. And, and my god, Cammy is they, so good at this. When they write Cammy this way, she's phenomenal. Season one. This is when she's Cammie. on a rampage to go after everybody, besmirching her. When she's like that. When she's being slightly menacing, a little with a little bit of Cheryl flavor, uh-huh. she's fabulous. <gasps> when she's rich girl with brains, but also with a good heart, she's so much fun. She is so much fun. And this scene is just like, yes. Yeah, but you just tied her to Hiram and not in an interesting way. I know. I know. Just not an interesting way. But hey, look, we got it at least. We got, we got it here. I just hope it stops. I don't so, know. She, so she goes into her room and Mose is waiting for her and she's like, he's worse than he was the last time. What did your guys do to him? Suspicious. And she's like, he needed to be taught a lesson. That's exactly what we did. This is where I seal the deal. Yep. She started all this bullshit on him. She's just like, I'm getting this money and I'm go- going away. The fact that he was beat up worse yep. than when he supposedly got sick after the beating. Yep. Who boy. <laughs> no, Armosa wanted to make sure this this went down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Telling over to Thistle House and Cheryl like just walks into the drawing room or whatever that room is. And Nana Rose is like done up in funeral attire. <laughs> oh my god, pray tell, who are you mourning? The entire Blossom family has sailed into the underworld, Cheryl. <laughs> it's just us now. What? What happened? They poisoned themselves. In Cricket's pocket stated that our extended family wanted to sacrifice themselves. Uh, Cheryl takes a good couple of seconds just to blink. (laughs) And Mumsy, I'm sure you had nothing to do with it. And then... From the wall. From the wall. (laughs) Penelope comes out and is just like, oh, just consider it an early graduation present. Jesus Christ. And she's just like, you know, with the Blossom board no more, you now have full control of all the Blossom holdings to do with as you please. And then she goes back into the wall. (laughs) Like some demented, crazy cuckoo clock. (laughs) Like, what? What just happened? Like, I'm here for it in the most insane way, but also what the fuck? It's fucking wild. I love that Cheryl's like, well, this is my family, I guess. Gonna go on a retreat now. <laughs> no, this is a thing that it clearly happens. Sure. I mean, at least her family's fucking gone. <laughs> That's true. Except for her mother, who is buck wild, but kinda cares about her. Kinda? Yeah. And I mean, Nana, who is a saint and loves her. Nana's fine. Nana can stay. She's old enough now that she can just be crazy and do whatever she wants. Mumsy she's, just... She's, she's earned her right. Mumsy has grown accustomed to herself. <laughs> hmm, there's that. Uh, we go down over to the five seasons and everyone's asleep except Jug and, and Bughead. And they're just like, you know, we've done this before. Like, you know, someone someone had to have been watching and listening this whole time. Like, who do we know who likes to bug phones? And of course... And who would have been able to kill Joan outside, but also Brett inside the prison? Duh. And I'm like, okay. And Jug is like, fun times, Cooper. <laughs> Which I thought was really. Well, cute. let's get back to the house then. All right. We got to go back inside that house. And then the most boring confrontation 
ever. Charles comes in. We found your bug. You 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 killed those people. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did it. You're a sailor killer. Yep, I am. <laughs> that's that's basically. We, oh, we figured out that chick's your boyfriend. Tr- true love knows no bounds. Jesus Christ. That was the secret from Brett. Yep. And Donna slipped away. Damn. Like, it's, 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 it's like this, which I do love. Donna has slipped away. So my theory about Donna in the future could still ring true. It could. I hope so. Because I love that fucking character. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, I talked about it up front. This was bad. This was poorly done. It should have been that the audience knew and they didn't. They didn't figure it out. And we know Betty and Jughead are going to break up. Like, this isn't spoilery bullshit. Like, we all just know what's going to happen. Well, yeah. No, no, no. So I feel like, yeah, Jughead wouldn't like the the super cleanliness of wrapping it up with David killing himself. And he's the guy who did all this. That's fine. Jughead being like, my sister's gone crazy with this. I can call this ended because I have no reason to stay here. Bye. Like, I get that. But then, you know, I've, I've also posited, like, he has to come back to Riverdale for his writing and all that bullshit. And I have to stay here. Then it becomes, what happened with this? Because it didn't really get solved. It still never felt right. Why is that? But no, that's not what they do. No. And for me, I don't. That's the thing for me with the show is that because of the way they treat these stories, sometimes it's not even worth it for me to conjecture what they could have done better. Because I'm like, wh- why? They took the easy road out and clearly they don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, I just, I think they've decided we will be so got to get to this next place. And it's just like, no, no, honor what you put in place because you had this really cool thing you did, but you threw it away and it could still be really cool. It could have been like you could have had this really cool thing that propels you forward because the thing about a time jump is it does have to propel you forward. We still have to be interested in those characters in seven years. Wherever we leave them, we still have to be interested. You you have to launch them to a place where us skipping ahead is still interesting. You know, just skipping college, just skipping, you know, military, whatever it is, that has to be interesting. Will it be? I don't trust them. <laughs> I don't trust them. <laughs> Again, y'all should hire me because y'all dum-dums. <sighs> so he parts... But he does say one thing that I think is interesting. Uh, The only reason I want to talk about it is because it is a fan theory that I don't give a lot of credence to, but I find it interesting to posit just because he talks about how he was Betty's blind spot and that he only kills people who deserve it. That was Hal's thing. Yeah. There are a lot of people who believe that Chick is actually Hal's child and not FP's. They do. They just do <sighs> that Alice liar liar pants on fire for for whatever reason. This is actually Hal's kid. There's also a theory that because Hal da- has a twin, this is actually Hal's twins child. And if they were identical twins, which they would have to be on the show for um, Lachlan Monroe to come back, you wouldn't know which which twin you were related to. God, that hurts my brain. It does. But it's also OK. Okay, identical twins, same DNA. Ugh. Which I'm, hey, you know what? This is a soap opera. I'm here for it. Well, but at that point, that's secret mad twin. Li- I'm like, all about the secret twin. But that's like Mad Lib level writing at this point. But like, I'm here for, I, okay, I need a secret twin. We've had a secret blossom. There should be a secret twin. Regardless. 
that is that is also a theory with the whole serial killer gene and his obsession, his focus on Betty as opposed to Jughead. More importantly, he reveals one last little detail. That he's not in charge of the videotapes, but you'll figure it out. <laughs> he's he's not going to reveal them. Oh, also, Betty has a gun. So there's that. Yeah, well. You're going to jail for the rest of your life. <laughs> I've never seen a, heard a line less convincingly said in my life. Anyway. Like, didn't even try. <sighs> we go back to the Pembroke. And Hiram has decided he's going to the Caymans, and Hermione's going to New York to be a real housewife. Because <laughs> they're getting divorced. <laughs> I'm here for this. Right I'm... at the end, she just decides, let me twist that knife a little further. I'm here for this. If you don't know this about me, I, Diana, love all the Real Housewives franchise. The New Salt Lake City is the best new franchise we've had in for fucking ever. Oh my god. It is insane. I think my favorite is still New York. It'd be cray. But I still love it. Well, Hermione's about to join that cast. I'm so here for it. But that's a, I mean, that's a lovely callback to Andy Cohen having been on the show. And it was so stupid. I rolled my eyes. But also, okay, cool. Of course, the second you get divorced, you become Real Housewives. I'm here for that. <laughs> Have the New York ladies show up on the show. Why not? No. Oh, Leah from Married to the Mob. That would make total sense because that's her brand. That's the name of her line is Married to the Mob. Yeah. <gasps> Have Leah come on, but none of the other bitches. They don't deserve it. <laughs> They're too old. Fuck them. So, yeah, that's great. And I like how Veronica says, you win, mom, which is great. I'm here for this. And then, but you do take that break, daddy. Yeah, but you, do take, you need a break from Riverdale. And Riverdale needs a break from you. <laughs> and, and Hiram's just like, I got played by all these girls. They all played me. God damn. Good. So I cut over to Andrew's house and Mary's crying on the couch and she's watching the the videotape of the Black Hood. They're just like, what are you doing? And she's like, I was trying to watch these tapes because I wanted to see what it was like for you. And then she's like, was this what it was? Is this how it was the whole time? And Archie's like, I was a coward. I should have stuck up for dad. And Mary's like, what? No, <laughs> no, that's not, I just want to know what's inside of you. A lot of yelling. She's like, I called Uncle Frank. I wish you hadn't called Uncle Frank. Why would you call Frank? Why would you call Uncle Frank? I hate that guy. But I but I love that Mary finally gives some reason to Archie of like, dude, you're fucked up. Like, things aren't good. I just, I just want to know what's going on. Like, we need to send this to the sheriff. No! So then everybody can see it. Okay, at least give it to Betty and Jughead. No! And then he's like, no, and fuck it. And then he smashes the TV, and then he runs upstairs. You're scaring me, Archie. You're scaring me. And then Archie's sad because he scared his mommy, which he should be. You should not scare your mommy. Archie needs therapy. Everyone needs therapy on the show. But There's Archie. Nobody gets a therapy waiver. No one. <laughs> no one gets a therapy waiver. And the Andrews family needs a new TV, which they really needed a new TV a long time that ago. That TV was retro and cool. They do not need a new TV. They can watch new shit on their phone. <laughs> Which they have, I'm sure, provided by Verizon. <laughs> oh, we go over to the Not Cooper house. Your poor mother. <laughs> Two sons. One fake. Both psychopaths. <laughs> That's true. And so they start talking about like, you know, like it just doesn't make sense if, if he's not the auteur. Who had access to all that information? And, and now Jughead figures it out. And Jughead just thinks. And I just wrote my notes. I'm a TV genius. I'm a TV genius. I do love, how are you? 
fine. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> of and course, my brother is course. a serial killer. Which I think is fair. <laughs> it, 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 that line to me reminds me is like, oh, I have to edit the yearbook. I think that's the most high school sentence you've ever said. <laughs> that's what that moment was to me. It's, like, it's... Of course, my brother is a serial killer. Thank sure. God. I'm here for that. Hello, writer. Oh, we go over um, Archie punches a bag and then punches Frank because feelings. <laughs> That's what happens. It's time for punch therapy. It's, this is Fight Club. Let go of that anger, son. Yeah, his voice is just too gravelly for this. For me to take him seriously. Here's here's the craziest part, though. KJ, still believable. So great. He, he has great. nothing on this page to work with. It's total dreck. And he makes it work. He sells that shit. I'm impressed. And we go back over to the Not Cooper house. Jellybean, I need to ask you something. I need you to be honest. Are you making those videotapes? Yes. Why? Suspenseful music. <laughs> it's literally what the transcript says. <sighs> that was the most, like, this is where, that's where the reveal should have been, like, them going into her room when she wasn't there and, like, finding some evidence and then, like, going and finding her and then, like, maybe seeing that rookie kid and being like, you're doing the videotapes, aren't you? And her being a little cagey about it. Made me like, I need you to lay it all out for me. And then we get the cut back and forth where Jughead's explaining it. And we don't see who he's explaining it to. And clearly he's explaining it to his dad. And then blah, blah, blah. And then we get the big, long speech about why. Because that's what's missing here. Is we should have gotten a big, long speech of why from her. Because we needed that emotional payoff. Because we don't get that at all. No. We, we get it from Jughead. But it means fuck all. Yeah, no. I, One, because Cole Sprouse does not deliver it at all. But also... He has no weight to it. No. But also, like, they just kind of shat on this character. So here's how I figured this out. And I'm going to talk for a moment about one of my favorite shows to complain about. One Grey's Anatomy that has been on now for 15 seasons. I can't remember which season, but I think it was season six. When George died. George, the end of the season, George died. If you haven't figured that out by now, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> Not watching Grey's Anatomy. For a long time in that series, George's character didn't do shit for that season. But the last 10 episodes, you didn't see him. He, every time he walked into a room, he left. He had like one or two lines and he just kept getting dismissed. Or he wasn't a part of the action. Or he would just say something like, I miss my friend. Like he just was, he was lamenting about not having a purpose. And then... His very last episode where he dies, he spends the entire episode not being recognized by his friends because he had gotten hit by a bus. So he is horribly disfigured. And the whole purpose of that was so that you would spend, I think it was a two-parter, two episodes not seeing George and not question it. Mm. It was genius. Yeah. They led up to all that knowing they were going to kill George. Yes, there are a bunch of other stuff going on. Blah, 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 drama, Shonda World, whatever. <laughs> but that whole thing, you never suspected that it was George because you had gotten used to the fact that you weren't seeing George on screen. Yeah. Every time they did that with Jellybean, I was like, y'all went to a lot of trouble to get an actress who is actually pretty good and really cute. And you keep sending her away you bring her into the room to send her away mm -hmm. you bother to bring that actress to set put her in costume to send her away you're telling me something that's how i figured it out but then they didn't give a fuck to actually close the loop <laughs> but then they they 
they fucked it up. They didn't stick the landing. Nope. But I just wanted to let y'all know that's how I figured it out because I'm a smarty pants. <laughs> Still, fuck the writers. Fuck the writers. Fuck, fuck the writers. Fuck the writers. Fuck. I'm doing hand motions because this is what I do. I've had too much caffeine. We're back at the Andrews house and everybody's calm. <laughs> We've had some feelings <laughs> because we need to talk about our grief to help with our grief because you never know when it's over. It's true. Because it's never really gone. I actually like this whole scene. This was a great scene. Like this, this was... This is really sweet and appreciative and... Other than the fucking bonker shit of Frank being a merc. <laughs> yeah, and Frank is like, I'm I'm ready to turn myself in and be accountable for what I did when I was a mercenary. I just need to find a good lawyer. And Mary's like, well, I can help you with that. I love him. You don't know where I can find a good lawyer, do you? <laughs> that yeah, was cute. It's it, it was stupid, but cute, and I'll allow it. So, okay, fine. Archie's gonna have to take a lot of time to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get the we get the scene at the speakeasy where Judge explains how Jelly Bean did everything and and the why and it's again it's so dumb but I do appreciate that Jughead explains it and he goes it's actually really impressive which is true I do I I, I appreciated that line because it is it, it is impressive what she was able to accomplish and then the line that really sticks and is what is going to be the sticking point for what happens in the next episode and what helps propel this character because what they have done is they have done a good i do feel like they've done a good job propelling where jughead's going and jughead's family jughead and archie have the best momentum forward yeah the girls not so much these dudes yes is that i don't think she understands the gravity of what she did Uh uh-huh i don't i think it was just play to them and i think that's fair she's gonna try to kill somebody if she does not get therapy and get away from this, yes. Well, this behavior could escalate to that. Also, this is what is at some point going to drive FP to have to take her away. He will be taking her away. Yes. My prediction. Again, this isn't spoilery information. This has been out there for a very long time. Skeet Ulrich's last episode is the next episode. Yep. So he's leaving. He will not be with us in the future, in episode four f- future. This actress cannot believably play seven years older. No. He has to take her away. So this is now his reason. She doesn't understand. She did all this to keep you in Riverdale. You're leaving Riverdale. We're leaving Riverdale. We're going. It is so important to her to be near you. You're going to Iowa. We're going to Iowa. Mm. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's what's going to be. That makes the most sense. Yeah. And that gets them all out. Because she can't be in that environment anymore. No. Because they definitely tell the police. Especially fucking Ricky, man. Oh, that kid is bad news. But, oh, I love him still being in the town. and He's still running around causing trouble. Grown I, up Ricky. I am here for grown up Ricky. Maybe that's our next bad guy. No, no. I, ooh, ooh, maybe Ricky's the deputy. And be like, yeah, I used to be in some shit. I had a shitty childhood, but I grew up and I want to make our neighborhood better. That's a recipe for trouble. It is is but also it could also be like i want to do good maybe he's the social worker maybe he's the new social worker until halfway through we find out he's a murderer no no ricky's gonna murder no he could but also (laughs) he's already done bad shit but let him be good now let ricky be good anyway i want him to have a hopeful life (laughs) let me dream well dream later (sighs) dream later okay have feelings now (sighs) okay this is where i cry Archie tells Mary that him and Frank are going to go visit dad. And he's like, here's the letter for the Augustines. And 
we get the voiceover of them reading the letter while they go visit Fred's grave, and it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Fred Angel believes in second chances, and I hope you give him one too. <gasps> Riverdale. No. Bye, Luke Perry. Always and forever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dumb episode. Dumb everybody but Archie episode, really. Yeah, well, fucking Archie's uh, actually, great. Actually, okay. Good Varchie episode, bad Bughead episode. Oh, and Veronica's not the worst. No, Veronica's storyline was good in this episode. Her storyline, boo. Her story <laughs> in this episode, yay. It was like, fucking finally. <gasps> this is what we've been asking for for two seasons at least. Well, they got to graduate, so I guess it's time to watch a promo. It's time to watch our episode for next week. So Veronica's probably sleeping with Reggie again. Oh, okay. She's in bed with someone. I feel like it's Archie. No, I think Archie's just going to be too mad and he's just not. He's not going to do that. Okay, well, the edit made it look like Archie, but you know. No, the edit completely keeps anybody out of it. So you're not supposed to know. So I think it's going to be Reggie. Betty and Jughead are going to break up. Jughead's really... The the jelly bean thing is going to upset him really bad. Like he's, he's looking at the mask. I think it could actually be Jughead who convinces dad, come to Iowa. Yeah, Why, that would make sense. Like, come to Iowa, bring JB. Like, I don't want to lose her either. Like, br- come to Iowa. Mom's not that far. Or, like, Toledo's not that far because I think that's where mom is, Toledo. Yeah. Do that. Like, I, th- I think that could be it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with FP and Alice. They'll probably break up. Y- yeah. Which is fine. I'm cool with that. Um, Graduation's happening. A lot of stuff is happening. bonkers. Are just gonna have to graduate. I mean, they're all gonna graduate. Who cares? Yeah. I don't I don't care. I don't care about any well, you're gonna have to go to summer. I don't I don't care about any of that. I feel like we're gonna get some scene with Weatherby being like, I think given everything you've overcome and all the letters we've gotten from all the teachers, blah 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 blah, we're we're gonna let you graduate. It's it's gonna be interesting and gonna be a little dark and twisted. I don't know how dark and twisted it's going to be. Just the be- stuff with JB is. I don't think so. This show loves to raise the stakes randomly for no good reason. <laughs> the thing is, this isn't. I just don't see us getting any sort of cliffhangery thing. It's just going to be like, this is our graduation episode. Isn't it? Isn't high school sad? We're going to miss each other and <gasps> heartbroken because we're broken. Like that's I think that's what this episode's going to be. Mm, I think they're going to stick one little twist of the knife in before we get back. I think if they were, they already shot all of that with this episode. You never know with these people. I, I any Okay, anything we get in the next episode is going to have to be some little nugget for the future. Yeah, no, that's exactly and, what I think they're going to do. But it would do. have to be a new mystery. I of don't, course it would. But that's so pathetic and bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, but that's this show. <laughs> That's the show we've chosen to love and talk about. No. <laughs> I reject this. Well. I reject it. We'll see. We'll just no, see. No, we will not. <laughs> okay, no, we won't. I reject it. All right. Well, until next time. Hashtag, hashtag go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening. 
be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.